Welcome to Canada's podcast. Hello and welcome to Calgary's podcast with Mario Toniguzzi on Canada's Podcast Network. Joining me today is Sherry McMillan, who's founder of McMillan Estate Planning Corporation. Thanks for joining us today, Sherry. We're delighted to be here. Thank you for having us, Mario. All right. Well, let me just start, um, Sherry, but if you could explain to me what exactly uh, McMillan Estate Planning is and what you do. Certainly. Well, I'm very blessed um, and it's been an evolution, the business as it's grown, but we started in 1996 and our why today we've realized is safeguarding family significance. So it means that predominantly our clientele happen to be entrepreneurs who've put their life's energy and work into some sort of platform of purpose. And so there's so many uh, particular areas that you have to make sure we're protecting around that um, life's work. So most people think of estate planning, I guess, with a bit of a myth, Mario, they think that estate planning is about dying, but actually we spend about 80% of our time in life planning, working around the business owner and what they're creating and how to um, you know, multiply it and leverage it in the community and also how to wealth transfer it one day. So we're very comprehensive. We are always growing up in legislation and law because the government is always changing the rules on our entrepreneurs, both in tax and in law. And so we're exceptionally comprehensive. Uh, we have a whole team of accountants, lawyers, uh, financial planners, and even counselors, because if you're a real family, you probably have one or two concerns or issues that you face as a family. And so we look at the whole picture and then find a way to optimize that life's work so you can enjoy it in your lifetime with your family. And that's a new modern twist on estate planning is mm -hmm. that it's not about when you're gone, but ultimately how you can benefit and enhance the estate while you're alive and enjoy it with your family. And a lot of people also extend that out into the community mm -hmm. uh, with charitable giving as well. Okay. Can you tell me a little bit about the history behind it, uh, how you started uh, this business and or how it came to be? Absolutely. Um, I'm very blessed to be the surrogate grandson in my family because my grandfather didn't have any grandsons when I was born. And I was the first grandchild. And so, and my mom continued to have girls thereafter. So I was adopted as the fishing buddy. And we used to go up to Lake Louise and go fishing all the time, grandfather and I. And when we were young, it was really common because he was a farm boy from Saskatchewan. And, you know, we had big Christmases. Everybody from Saskatchewan came into Calgary. Um, my grandfather built Denny the Dinosaur. So it was a really fun, exciting time Christmas until his parents passed on. And then, you know, the conflict began in the family over the estate. And I'm sure the listeners today know of somebody or have been in personal uh, connection with someone fighting over an estate. We actually have a kind of joke in our office where we say, you don't know somebody until you share an estate with them. And then it comes to like, if you get along or not. And so, you know, back then, my grandfather was the male in the family. And so he was responsible to care for the estate. And his sister had stayed on the farm. And so unfortunately, there was some back tax and they lost the farm. And so my grandfather continued to send money out to Saskatchewan to his sister. 
but you know the relationship broke down over it and so my cousins and so forth aunts and uncles I stopped having connection the way I'd hoped so when I was young I was 10 and he explained this to me I I didn't really understand what that meant but I said when I grow up I'm going to make sure families don't fight over the farm not realizing it's not only the farm it's everything else we build in our life so um stepping forward into my 20s I was, you know, studying fine inks. This lovely elder couple came in and they had about a half a million dollars of money, GIC, expiring. And I asked them what they wanted to do and they didn't really know, but they were, you know, in their 80s. So I said, well, you go home and think about it. And then you come back in a couple of days and we can determine what to do. So I just put it in a short-term open account so that they could ponder what, you know, the best planning approach was well did I ever get into trouble (laughs) because what the bank expected of me was to lock it back into maybe a five-year GIC but this couple was in their 80s and so very quickly I started to realize that there was a severe gap in the marketplace there wasn't a holistic comprehensive people were looking at your purpose and what's significant to you and then planning legally and planning your estate effectively for you to have the best use of it. So bravely, as an insane young lady, uh, in 1996, I was 24. After graduating, I, I basically started Macmillan Estate Planning and haven't looked back ever since. Wow. Tell me uh, uh, right now, like, uh, how, how much a business has grown? Can you talk a little bit about where the business is at right now, uh, from from those humble roots, I guess. <laughs> yes. Well, an entrepreneur was I opened a phone book and started networking and calling numbers because there was no other way. We didn't have the internet back then. So nobody always um, can recognize our young staff today, what the yellow pages are. But that's actually how, you know, the business began. But today, we've evolved such that we actually have grown into being across Canada. Um, We also have a division in the United States for cross-border for those families that have assets in both Canada and the U.S. or children living abroad. And then five years ago, uh, we expanded into England as well and the EU. So ultimately, we're very Western and globalized in helping families that have what we would consider an international estate and this is really common, Mariel, because what happens for most families is if we're successful, the children spread out. And so they don't always live local. You know, they may go down to the U.S. for university. If they get married there, they stay. And then in addition to that, we're business owners as entrepreneurs. We're expanding our network of where our assets are held. So we are owning things in B.C., but also in, you know, Yuma. And all of a sudden we have a complex estate. So. It's become really imperative that our firm has a multi-diversified approach to help families play this game of monopoly in life because we're very complex nowadays. Yeah, And you're speaking to me right now from uh, London, are you? I am. I'm here because of COVID and I'm in uh, ultimately getting released in about a week's time. So I'm very excited to go to the pub. If we were 
in Calgary, I guess we could do that together. <laughs> okay, and just for people, uh, because uh, there is a lag time on the dates uh, that we we are talking and, and when it's published, uh, just for people know, we are talking today on May 11th, right? And uh, so, um, and, and where was your very first office? Oh, I was very uh, lucky to be downtown Calgary. I ultimately leased space with an accountant as we built the firm. But very, very quickly, within the first two years of the business, I purchased a terrace a complex in Inglewood in Calgary. Oh, yeah. It was the first CP rail row house. And so um, I'm very much into history because I, I am an estate planner and legacy. So we yeah. preserved the original CP rail row house. And I give a lot of thanks to Heritage Park because they helped us a great deal in finding, you know, ways to preserve the hardwood floors and the glass and so forth. And then as we evolved, uh, we continued to grow. We purchased a, another building and had it rezoned into a heritage building. And that building is over. It was the second CP rail row house. Um, that building is over in the Cliff Bungalow area. And it's the very first duplex ever built in Calgary. And it's called the Somerville Duplex. So if you know the listeners want to go for a tour, it's on the heritage site now. So we're very lucky because it will be preserved for generations to come. Well, let me just uh, you know uh, rewind the clock a, a, a bit, I guess. Uh, you know, starting off as an entrepreneur uh, at a young age, um, what, are the, what were some of the toughest uh, challenges for you? Uh, I think for, for an entrepreneur, if, if you want to grow in life, become an entrepreneur, because you cannot succeed, in my opinion, if you don't start to think outside of the box. And so you're always jumping outside of the box to see how you can break the rules, how you can change and morph uh, to meet the needs of the you know, economy, the families, your purpose. But in addition to that, I am very blessed. Um, what I realized very young is I decided I wanted to have mentorship my entire career and consistently every calendar year, go out and look for mentors that were way smarter than me and work with them for that calendar year so I could gain knowledge and information from them. And what I would say is, although I've gained so much from that community in seeking out you know, particular people, what I've actually come to learn is I learn more from my clients than anyone. Mm. And the reason is they have the life experience. And so if you really get to know your clients and you listen to their life stories, there's an intrinsic wisdom that's weaved through everyone's life story. Mm -hmm. And so we have the blessing in our work to get to know these families generationally and see, you know, the things they do very well the things that perhaps they don't, and then piggyback upon sharing that in our community so that we can all do better, ultimately. So I would say my, my biggest uh, life lesson in Mario, but it becomes uh, this simple in estate planning is life is either about fear or love, and you get to choose. And so those families that choose to live in that arena of love, they're always working in growth and change and moving and morphing um, and developing relationships. And so it's a real honor to be part of that community and constantly learning from them. 
Mm-hmm. What about um, uh, you know the just the fact of being a, an entrepreneur? Uh, you know, it, it's it's quite busy, right? Uh, you know, in many ways, it's a twenty four seven job. Um, how do you find the time? I, I guess to balance. Uh, you know what you do as a career and for for work and, and a business owner with just life in general. I would suggest that the first two decades of my life being an entrepreneur, I wasn't very balanced. Truthfully, um, you know, I put my heart and soul into the development of the business, although it was fun for me. So I still enjoyed every moment of it, but I wasn't very balanced. And thankfully, I say this, I actually had a health scare and I was uh, told I was terminal and then told I wasn't a year later. And so that jarred me being an estate planner. I deal with people being terminal all of the time, but to actually be in that position yourself. Mm -hmm. And so what I realized very quickly is our only commodity is our time and energy. Money is just a reflection of that time and energy. And so we have to be very rigorous, protective and diligent about how we use it. Because if we're endeavoring to do things that are meaningful in life, we only have a such a reserve. So after that, I realized I I do have to balance my life that I have to have not only the business in my life, but you know, focus on my family and focus on charitable work I want to do and some of my own self interest. So um, the passion I have from being a young girl is elephants. I've always, you know, researched and followed elephants my whole life. And so about seven years ago, I was following a lady that's name is Daphne Sheldrick. And she started a charity well over uh, 30, 50 years back. She was in Africa and lost her husband while she was young with two young children. And she was the first person in the world to create a formula to feed orphaned baby elephants oh, wow. and save their lives. And so um, she, yeah, she developed uh, this amazing formula out of coconut milk concoction. And the first elephant she finally saved, she had to go to a wedding. And so she left the elephant behind and it quit eating because it died of a broken heart. It was missing her as the mother. <laughs> So she learned very quickly that elephants, like us, need a family. And so she ended up hiring a group. And so they spend every night with the elephant and alternate the next night a different care takes care of the baby elephant. And in fact, in order to save a baby elephant, you have to feed it for three years, every three hours, if you can imagine. (laughs) So she was my hero um, as one of my heroes in life. And so I, I reached out to her after I read her book. And I was so blessed because her charity uh, hadn't yet evolved into Canada. And so I asked her if we could have the honor of bringing her charity into Canada. Um, And she allowed us to. So we brought that division into Canada. Um, It's called the Sheldrick Fund. And so it rescues and saves orphan baby elephants, which is fantastic. And their charity, so interesting because it's quite a legacy story, Mario. So that was grandmother. Her daughters are carrying on the charity. She's now passed. Uh, Daphne has. But her two daughters are carrying on charity. And her two grandsons are now pilots and are doing the anti-poaching division of this charity. So this is a three-generation charity. 
charitable uh, organization. So quite a success story, really. Wow, that's uh, quite fascinating. Wow. What was it about? I'm just curious. What was it about elephants that you uh, liked? Well, when I was a young girl, my, both of my grandmothers had a massive elephant collection. So I think I was certainly influenced. But I had seen this documentary when I was in my 40s. And it was um, these gentlemen that were sleeping with these baby elephants overnight and feeding them. And I said to my husband, I'm not going to leave you for another man. but..." I might leave you to go to the lab. And um, then I found the book that Daphne wrote, and it was that very charity. And so that's been my evolution is becoming involved in that particular way with them. Okay, super. Well, thanks so much, uh, Sherry, for joining us today. Well, we're delighted to be honored to come on your show. And we follow you, Mario. You're an amazing host. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, that was uh, Sherry McMillan. Yes, thank you. All right, super. That was Sherry McMillan uh, coming straight from London uh, uh, today on this show. Uh, she's the founder of McMillan Estate Planning Corporation. This has been Calgary's podcast with Mario Tanaguzzi on Canada's Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us today.